We at Global Nomad Hacks are peace heroes. By playing Peace and Harmony program during this episode, we help create one million pockets of peace by dissolving stress and tension. To be your own peace hero and get your own copy, go to peaceandharmonydownload.com. Welcome back to Global Nomad Hacks. Today, I'm excited to introduce to you an old friend, Christine Egvig is the founder and CEO of WIN, Women's International Networking, pioneer and thought leader in the field of creativity, feminine, and authentic leadership. This is an amazing woman. That's the most understated introduction I could possibly say. But anyway, we'll go much more into it as we get talking. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heidi. It's such a treat to reconnect you with what we were just talking about in the green room about just the amazing history of sort of where we've come over the last 15 years. And you're one of the few people that knew me from way back when, when I was developing To Balance You as a way to connect people. And that's really the global nomads. And that's really sort of the journey has come full circle as to where we're now with the global nomad hacks. And your work has continued as well. For those of you who do not know Kristen, I want you to have a chance to give a little introduction in your story of how you ended up in this space where you are now, and what WIN is and has become. Can you share a little bit about that? Of course, uh, it's a pleasure. So yes, I'm originally from Norway, and uh, I grew up there in a time when I was a youth. I had a, we had a female prime minister, and, and it was a pretty egalitarian society. I had these dreams of traveling, which I then did. So I traveled the world and both to Asia, to Australia, all over Europe. I landed in Italy for quite a long time and I started to work after my studies and MBA and these things. I started also to work for International American Bank and various multinationals. And then during my travels, during my work in corporation and during my social life, actually in Milano, I discovered sort of three different things, which was that around the world, women, not all women had the same choices and possibilities that I'd had myself. And I was quite shocked about that and how many inequalities there were, particularly amongst poor women. And then working in big corporate, I also felt that um, there was something there too, <laughs> where there was not total inclusion and both what we call it age diversity was not necessarily on the agenda. Again, sometimes also women, gender issues, many, many of the diversity issues were not on the agenda. And I felt that, wow, I started to question, how could that be different? It would be nice to feel really comfortable and uh, included and that everybody felt like that. So I started to question these things. And, and then I also saw women in business that were older than me at the time that had taken on a very male way of being and they didn't have a choice. I mean, I could also understand that. And, and I started to question that too. Was there another way? How can we do that? Then in Milan, I was very active in... Um, International Women Association of the International Group. And uh, it was so, so much fun with sort of my family and where I, where I did feel very included, which made me have this sort of secure base that I could do things. And, and then I thought one day with some other friends and people that why don't we do something to make the world a better place for women, particularly women traveling around the world. And also, why don't we also look at how we can create the ideal workplaces, more inclusive where everybody has a chance. And uh, and then also that we create networks or groups where we have the support amongst women so we can really thrive and, and have joy, but also assuredly our dreams. 
So there were three experiences that I had in my life that created the base for creating the WIND organization. Over the years, that has also made me research, question, wondering about the future and how we can consciously evolve it together. It's really been incredible to watch your journey and to be part of it at, at various stages of it and really see how you've become a voice and an advocate for women in that process and really been, to say just a thought leader is one thing, but I mean, you've really been such an advocate and ambassador for that whole space of really making sure that diversity becomes a key issue. I think one thing that I've really appreciated about your approach is that it's not just about men and women or men and women's voices. And we're not talking about sort of the binary piece, but it's also that that it's more the feminine leadership style and that many men can carry that feminine leadership style and it's much more inclusive. And that's something that's really evolved beautifully through your work. Can you talk a little bit about how that evolution yeah. has happened? Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. I think it was been running win a little bit and I had started to understand that maybe it's not only about women and men because we are so different. You know, not only women and men are different, but women are also different and, and we need all of us. And, and I sort of started to wonder and I, I think it was, I had studied a lot of cross-cultural studies and I also seen studies such as that of Dr. Hofstede from the Netherlands, for instance, done studies and seen also that certain countries are more feminine than others. And, and I realized also uh, the Nordic countries are more feminine, let's say, than the Anglo-American ones or and so on and so forth. So I was a bit into that world. And then also through yoga, I started to learn about yin and yang and the feminine and masculine and the, the receptivity part, the feminine and the inclusion and or intuition and all of these things that we can categorize as feminine, but it's not feminine in the sense of woman only. I think these qualities of more caring, more sharing, collaboration, using our intuition, more holistic, alongside with healthy masculine values such as structure, focus, getting things done. We need both and we all have both. I just I saw that the values of the feminine was less valued in society and in work life and everywhere. And I thought, no, that cannot be right. And then I started researching, started to propose it, started to find other people and started to also try to find role models who can be as authentic and use the feminine language and way, not only language, but that we become it, we are it, we walk, we talk, we collaborate on stage to try to find these healthy role models. And it's been a, a journey of discovery, of exploration too, because sometimes I've tried myself to, okay, I'm wearing the feminine, I'm receiving, ah. And then you realize, no, I need some structure too. I need some of the masculine. So it is going all this, trying to find the balance. And on the feminine though, it's becoming very clear. And I've worked on this for many, many years. And it's been sometimes also very hard because there's been times when people say, no, this is not possible. You can't be like this in the corporation. It's not possible. You have to only be this other way. But now you've seen at times of more of a crisis, let's say. We have had the COVID, but there are other crises and other issues in society right now, from racial issues to God knows what's not coming. And we see that exactly the qualities of caring for each other and of uh, of collaborating is, is emerging as values that now are, I hope, finally getting more value. 
Absolutely. You brought up very early in your events, and we haven't even touched on the events, but these you've put on these wonderful events for Women's International Networking, that there's an annual event and then there's some side events, but where you've really curated a conversation around the importance of emotional intelligence and social intelligence and bringing these into organizations and bringing them into the way we do business, because it's really a mix of entrepreneurs and business leaders and leaders of NGOs, et cetera, but that the critical conversation around emotional intelligence and social intelligence, you brought that into the conversation quite early. And what was really incredible to me to watch was the which organizations sort of latched onto that and felt that we want to support this conversation. There were certainly some that were early adopters and, and really yeah. supportive of your mission. Yeah. I'm curious about you know, sort of that process to get those companies on board, you know, sort of what was your, you know, what were some of the challenges there and sort of yeah. the victories in that process? Yeah, I think the possibilities we always had was that when we first started with these events, which is experiences in some ways, a global experiences, like a learning experience conference, there were in the early ones that were done without too much sponsorship and so on. There were women there and some men too. They were so thrilled by it and found it so eye-opening and so life-changing and life-affirming that they went back to their companies and started to talk about it. And then that's how we actually have been growing through this experience that people found it valuable for their work and life and then started to sell it internally. And it's how the companies could sponsor us. And by that, we could reach more people through communication campaigns. We could have lower price than if we didn't have this corporate support. And then at the same time, many also started to send people. And the positive sense is that many companies say, I'd like to have 50-50 of women and men in leadership position or in a higher level. But like year after year after year, many of these organizations are struggling because women are leaving at a certain level or they can't get in and so on and so forth. But many women said, okay, when I understood that I can do it my way or in some sort of way, you know, you had to adopt as we said a little bit. But when it's possible to not always have lots of masks of different kinds, but where I can be more myself. And if I can do it then, 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 then I would like to do it. And um, so... I have, over the past few years, met quite a lot of senior women who said, okay, I came to win many years ago, and it changed my life in the sense that I realized that I could go high, because before that, I wasn't even sure I wanted to. So, but the challenges has been when you meet, when you do something that is about preparing us for the future, where you're putting new topics on the agenda, from technology to this way of leading and, and social change and emotional intelligence, and the current paradigm, if the current paradigm is more analytical, very competitive, and not at all about emotional intelligence. And if somebody from that world who thinks that's the right way comes into a completely different environment, they may think it's wrong. So that's been the challenge to say, maybe it feels wrong, but it isn't. It's just proposal. You may like it or not. Enjoy it for three days and try it. Be open, you know. And it could be that it will prepare you for the future, a future that you don't know yet what is, and that could have some of these elements in it. So. And that's, I think, also the work is about trying to evoke or incentivize and inspire us to find our authenticity so that we can be grounded in, in a trust that we can create the future. And that future is more balanced of the feminine of the masculine with women and men, different nationalities. 
I love that. And I think you've done a beautiful job with really curating that conversation. And it's, you know, for those of you who, who have never experienced a win or don't know what it is, it's definitely something to to look forward to. It's, I found what was fascinating to me, and, and like you said, there are people that, you know, that go and then you meet your tribe there and you're like, oh, I've come home. And so there's this, I've got to come back and I've got to bring more people with me. And it's really, I guess the thing that I found was fascinating and challenging at the same time is in the beginning, it was so much female energy. And if you're not used to that, because I work in tech, so I'm so used to being surrounded by men. By the end, I was like, oh God, I need to be around some testosterone. This is way too much estrogen for me in a short period of time. (laughs) And I mean, it was it was wonderful. And at the same time, it was so unfamiliar because I'm just not one of those people that has a big group of girlfriends and does that. But at the same time, it was this beautiful mix of energy from, you have women from all over the globe that are coming together, that are bringing their different viewpoints. They're different, they're coming from different industries. They're coming from different work environments and workspaces. And some of them are, a lot of them were sort of innovators in their own right and creating their own things. And some people were just sort of in transition and trying to find their own space. And where do I fit in this world? But I need to have the women, I need to have my women support in this place. And I think what's what I'm curious is, how has it been for you to watch this journey of how WIN has evolved? Because in the beginning, it was sort of this core group of people that mostly you knew that would sort of gather them together. And then it sort of brings the friends of the friends. And then it's the colleagues of the friends of the friends. And the and being at the the center of that, you know, how is it for you to have watched this journey? Oh, yeah, thank you. I think it's been extremely an incredible growth and learning experience also for me. So, but it's been very helpful, let's say. I have also in some way journaled. I have my meditation. I'm going, I've been doing this as an inner and outer journey in some ways, if you see what I mean. Because as you said, first it was the friends of the friends and suddenly you get we ha- or not suddenly, but it happened so that we had huge multinational coming. Suddenly we had mega contracts. We needed lawyers. So it grew from a kitchen operation to an office with employees and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that means, and what I, what I can see is that I, you can actually do your same thing growing, but you have to make sure you grow and learn things. And then, okay, now I have to face and I have to, you know, uh, have other responsibilities because now it's a different crowd. And still to be strong inside, not to change too much also, because Win has a specific proposal of giving value to the feminine and to role model the more feminine with the masculine authentic in the world. And I still believe that's very, very important. So I kept that. So for me to watch it has been that when we were not important, it was in some ways easy or was difficult in another way but then as it grew it got also difficult because then people had an opinion about it so everybody wanted me wanted to say something they were praising they were criticizing so then you have to grow as a human to deal with all of that and so that's my internal thing from the outside it's been interesting to see also how it has changed now with women in the early years being almost embarrassed about attending something that had to do with women and talking to me with very low voice to now it's the hot thing to do. And lots of young women are writing to me from universities. They want to have interns. They want to work with this hottest topic in the, in, on the planet and so on and so forth. So it's very nice to see how we had to do a certain advocacy in the beginning. And now this is a bigger topic. 
we still don't have freedom of choice for everybody on the planet. So there is work to be done and that work needs to be done in collaboration. So it's been interesting to see. It also perhaps when this began more than 20 years ago, I had thought everything would happen a bit faster and still it's happening. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it has happened. I mean, if you think about it in the, the big picture, it's actually happened fairly quickly. It's just that it, you know, as you've been the, the center of that, I'm sure that it has felt like a, a lot much longer journey, but it has yeah. been amazing to watch. And I think, you know, those of us that have worked in the space and various aspects of it, whether it's connecting the, the technology pieces or whether it's the event side, and it's been wonderful to, to see the momentum, particularly in the, you know, the recent times, because yeah. of, as you said, you know, when we're in crisis, we need that feminine side. We need, you know, people are realizing that those soft skills that were downplayed before are so critical for survival right now. And we need, yeah. you know, it's those things that people miss more than anything else. When I speak with my mother, who's, you know, she's turning 80 this year, and the one thing she really misses more than anything else is a hug. And it's just that, you know, it's those little things. She's like, everything else is taken care of. But I just, because I live by myself, I miss having that hug. And I think we all feel that. I mean, it, it, and that's just one example of the, the, straw, the bigger scales. Like we all don't know what the future has to hold, but we know that if we have our support system in place, we're going to be okay. And I think that that is where the feminine is really important and vital for us to get through whatever challenges come our way. And I so appreciate the work that you've done in that space. And so I have to ask you, because of course, we're in this space where everything is sort of has to be virtual for the moment. How is that impacting the ability to yep. connect women globally for you? And, mm -hmm. and what kinds of things do you see for the near future in order to keep that momentum and keep that, uh, that connection? Yeah. Yeah, this is now very, very interesting. And we had like man, we had planned a lot of things this spring. I was gonna do a very big event in Singapore actually in May. And we had another diversity and inclusion thing in also in earlier. So all of this had to be cancelled and or big thing that we always do in September, uncertain, uncertain, uncertain. And then we started to do a few smaller webinars, seminar webinars, and tried also to experiment with them to make them interactive and surprisingly well received and well experienced and i felt that yeah even here we managed to get that energy alive which is so important for this event that you feel included not only you know cerebral and the positive also was that there were people saying okay it's in the middle of the night now i'm in australia but i can call in and i wouldn't afford flying in or it was too complicated or someone else also woke up at 6 a.m in in california saying i'm here too you know so I realized that with the online event, we can reach more people from around the globe without the hassle of flying or the finances. And at the same time, meeting live, is, you know, of course, gives an opportunity to give each other a hug and so on and so forth. So what we are experimenting with right now is, and we don't know what the world will look like even in the end of September where we have planned a meeting, uh, is to do a hybrid. So we will do online. And then we are encouraging people to meet in hubs. And these hubs can even be in someone's houses. So let's say, Heidi, if you want to meet with, you know, seven girlfriends or friends in your house, watching the thing on a big screen, 
and then we can hear from different hubs too. Or maybe there are 40 people meeting in London, or maybe we can meet again in September. We don't know how things will develop. So if this works out, then we can even reach more people than before. So we will try that model and then we will see. But sure, it hasn't been easy. It's been also very challenging because sponsors didn't know, people don't know financially, like uh, how is this going? So I'm also experiencing this uncertainty, not only for my life, but also for the organization. And I must also say that um, we've been blessed not having anyone in the family being sick. So it's also been a really time, therefore, to relax a little bit, to reset, to get in some new behavior. So I realized oh, I would work far too much. I've been better now in exercising every day, doing my yoga, going for walks. And some of these will now continue. And it's also been a time to think about new ways of doing things and new projects. So, and then I really trust, and I think also part of the feminine that we have as women and men is also this intuition. And sometimes in times like this, when technology is developing fast, there's lots of things going fast and we can't really know about tomorrow, but we can trust and we can feel or sense of these things, you know, so alongside with data and the technology that you know so much about, Heidi. Alongside with that, we also just need to follow our trust and our intuition a bit and, and work on staying in the moment because and celebrate the moment. Just like we do at Win, we celebrate each other and our achievements and who we are and what we do. And that is so important in this time to celebrate every moment. Absolutely. And I think that's been very much a big part of our conversation is that this is really an opportunity for a global reset and everything from being able to put together you know, uh, hybrid conferences where you can connect larger, you can reach much larger population. You can reach people that you wouldn't have reached before because maybe someone that had attended WIN before really wants to be part of it, but then they want to introduce their girlfriends or their, or their peers, whatever, but that they say, <laughs> okay, well, we want to attend. So we're going to put together a group of 20 people and we're going to all attend and celebrate this together and do the hybrid, participate in it. But you can simulate some kind of an experience that some people would not have taken the time. You're, you know, you're, you have the opportunity to do it without the environmental impact of the travel, without the, the time lost. And yet you're creating this larger community. And I think we're seeing more and more in terms of planning of this kind of event and meeting. And I, I think it, it's very exciting, both from a social perspective but also from a technology perspective, because it's really forcing the technology to provide that human element that it didn't have before. It, before, yeah. it was just, you know, get this out. And so we can see each other. But I think it won't be long before we can actually have a more simulated real experience. And I think we're, I'm really excited about that. I think, you know, me being a technology geek, I've been having some really interesting conversations with some technology companies about some things that are on the horizon. But I think the most important part of that is the ability to connect and the ability to also take the time to identify when it's important to have that online virtual connection and when it's important to have that real connection, both with your community, but also with yourself. And like you were saying, taking that reset to recognize that I'm working too much. I need to get outside. I need to do my yoga. I need to breathe. I need to meditate. And those are the things that help you actually be more present when you do actually connect. And I find that for us in our household, 
you know, because we all work so much online in general, and my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So, you know, we both tended to, the work tended to spill into the weekend and into the evenings. And with with COVID and the quarantine and everyone being home and everyone being online, we're much more conscientious about ending the workday and having a weekend and what that yeah. means, whether it's yeah. we go for a walk and, you know, devices are all put away. I think that that's really an opportunity for us to have much greater value in the interactions that we have. And I, mm-hmm. I really think that both for, you know, from a context of an individual, but also from the systems perspective, I think it's going to create some beautiful things. So, yeah, yeah I, I look forward to see, I look forward to participating at when, whether it's physically next time or whether we do some kind of a virtual thing. I'd love to talk with you more about that because I think that there's a lot of fun things that can happen. I've seen some really great, I think it's important that we're going to see a little more training on how to be an interactive presenter when you yeah. are doing yeah. a virtual experience yeah. because Nobody wants to listen to a talking head and stare at a screen no, no, no. for hours. It's, really, it's just you can't do it. Yeah. Can't. So you had a So this is also yeah, adopting, experimenting or or you know, and learning from others that have the experience or get yourself quickly some experience yourself. It is important. You can't sit still and listen as long as when you are in the in the live room. And also I think this focus Today, also, we have had it when we are asking you, what's your dream? You know, or well, dream in the sense, what are you here for? And well, how can you best contribute to the world with the gifts you've gotten? And I think that's a question we had many years. And now that's also become so important. I think people are saying like, wow, yeah, I can't wait. It's now. And that's why I find very exciting to work around this theme of global reset and the, in the new beginning. And particularly the world needs these voices coming from the feminine, let's say, coming also from obviously the women, because in balance, we will find the solutions. Absolutely. And I have to ask you a little bit of a curve here, but we both have Gen Z boys. And what does that mean in terms of, I mean, I am so excited for this generation, because I think that they are, they're amazing. They've already just blown my mind with what they're, what they're capable of. But with, you know, when, with, as women who, who believe in really working with the feminine and supporting that, I'm curious about Mm -hmm. sort of, and you also, like me, have a third culture kid. So, you know, it's a growing, he's growing up with, you know, with many different influences (laughs) and global influences. I'm curious about sort of what is your thoughts on including the next generation in the conversation in WIN and, or whether it's not with win, or whether it's something that that uh, that yeah. we can do to engage the next generation. Yeah, super cool question, and and uh, and I'm also very glad to have a boy, so this is, doesn't get overly into the feminine, right? So we have to have the ban- or the woman thing. And I see this generation very exciting because I see with him and his friends, they're so on to also current what's going on in the world, and also saying no to things, you know much sharper way that I think we did. So, and I think, you know, unless they get too frustrated now with universities being closed or schools being closed and no exams or whatever, I think that they are much more part of this global village and uh, 
like I was asking the other day, oh, where is this and this friend from? Mom, it doesn't matter. And, and so we were very much, okay, she's American, she's Norwegian, he's from Japan. And, and, and maybe for these global kids, it's not so important. And also much more open, more, con- more awareness of the whole uh, diversity perspective. And one thing, fairness, I think, both for nature and people. So that's an interesting, I mean, maybe they're not all like that, but many of the friends I see are. And, and, and then also, of course, they're growing up in this world where there are a lot of chaos too. So it's important. Uh, I hope that they will continue to find hope and inspiration that the future, that we didn't ruin it for them. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think that it's, it, they're so exciting. I, I think, uh, I have my greatest hope in watching them grow because I just, I see the possibility and the opportunities that they have. And I think it's, they're going to make this world a much better place. That's all I can say. They just, they've got a very different mindset and it's a beautiful thing. Kristen, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, so we're going to have to just say goodbye, but I want to see you again. I look forward to seeing you with Wynn. I want to make sure that folks can find you. We'll make sure that everything about Wynn is on the uh, on the show notes, but we'll also put Wynn in the resources page so you can find whatever upcoming events, however they happen to be, virtual, yeah. you know, face, real-time, or hybrid but I uh, highly recommend you take the time and, and try to check it out and uh, attend one if you have the opportunity. Kristen, as always, I honor you and love you and so appreciate the work that you do. And Global Nomads out there, thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the great upcoming shows and check out some of the past shows, other great guests. And if you have a moment, and we always appreciate a rating and review and let us know if you have so we can send back a little love your way. So thank you for joining us today. We look forward to next time. Bye-bye for now.